Fresh paint stains on his clothes showed that Talbot had come from the wide realm's playhouse, where he served as actor, manager, and general handyman. Thick black hair curled on his arms and chest, and his whiskers looked three days old, though Thamlin had seen him clean-shaven just that morning. There were days when Thamlin might have doubted he had sired the boy, except that he saw his wife's gray eyes beneath his own strong brow on Talbot's face. While he didn't look much like his elder brother, Talbot strongly resembled both his great-uncle Roel and Thamlin's late brother Perival, another big man who moved with unaffected predatory grace. Talbot set the coffer on the floor before the desk. Thamlin felt its heavy impact even through the sturdy floor. I don't recall your being in trouble, said Thamlin, and you have missed my birthday by seven months. What is this gift? It's the loan, said Talbot. Thamlin started for the second time since he'd entered his library, which he'd once considered his sanctuary from unpleasant surprises. With a glance, he dismissed the butler. While Kale was privy to all household business, the loan was an unusually personal matter. Kale slipped silently out of the room, and Thamlin knew the butler would stand guard against further interruptions until he and Talbot were finished. Thamlin left his desk and beckoned his son over to the chessboard, where they settled into the matching chairs. They hadn't played in over a year, but the proximity of the board was a reminder of one of the few things they enjoyed together. You have until Tarsic to make the first payment, said Thamlin. He tried to strike a jolly tone. You are far more prompt than most of my debtors. It's the full amount, said Talbot. His eyes flickered over the mahogany and ivory chess pieces. What about your— It didn't work out, said Talbot. They wouldn't resurrect. They couldn't. But the high songmaster assured me. Yes, well, he was mistaken. Damn it, Talbot, stop interrupting me. And look at me when you speak to me. Talbot was only a mediocre actor, despite a talent for mimicry. Thamelin saw anguish beneath his son's barely composed expression. The clerics couldn't even contact his spirit. Talbot shook his head. I am truly sorry, son, said Thamelin, because it was true. He'd never liked the idea of spending so much Uskevern gold to resurrect Cheney Foxmantle. The gods granted clerics such power only for the most divine purposes, and Thamelin felt that mortals had no business making a business of restoring life. For months after his friend's death, Talbot bargained without threatening, pressed without cajoling, and finally won a compromise from his reluctant father, on condition that high songmaster Ansril Amadon approved the casting. Thamelin agreed to lend Talbot the coin with the Wide Realm's Playhouse as security. Father and son drew up a private contract and agreed upon a modest interest and payment schedule based on future Playhouse profits. Still, despite his best efforts to teach his offspring the principles of sound financial dealings, Thamelin knew that coin meant nothing to this boy, who'd lost his closest friend. The dark intrigue that had cost Foxmantle his life had still never been explained to Thamelin's satisfaction, and he was sure that Talbot harbored a few more secrets about the affair. Kale had suggested a few possibilities based on street rumors, but Thamelin found them too fantastic to accept. A werewolf indeed. Father and son watched each other for a while in silence, and Thamelin's eyebrows leaped as he combined those rumors with the titles of the books he'd just seen on his desk. Werewolf? Talbot nodded with a sad smile and a little snort, as if to say, 
What took you so long? Thamlin took several long moments to form his next questions. You don't... No. So you... It's under control. Ah, said Thamlin. That's good. He couldn't think of anything else to say while his mind still reeled with the absurdity of the revelation. Best not to think on it too hard, he decided.